Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get all the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs, basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info, including the latest betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Tonight on the Patriots Report, it is a post Night 2 Draft Edition, we are going to take a look at what the Patriots did in the second and third round, what he didn't do, some league-wide winners and losers, and just a couple of things that really stuck out when it came to Night 2 of the NFL Draft. First of all, when it comes to the Patriots in the draft, we should have known this all along, but remember this sentence. Whenever someone asks you what the Patriots are going to do when it comes to the draft, remember this phrase, no one knows anything. No one knows anything. How many shows did we do? How many people did we talk to where we talked about the draft and we looked at some areas of need for New England? We thought offensive tackle, wide receiver, tight end, you know, maybe a running back. So what do the Patriots do? Their first three picks, they come out and they take three defensive players. Now they've done this before. I think they did it in 2012, 2020. So it shouldn't be a big surprise, but... Belichick flipped the script on us. He took three guys on the defensive side of the ball. We talked about Christian Gonzalez last night. They came out today. They took Keon White at number 46, a pass rusher out of Georgia Tech, a really good pass rusher, an underrated pass rusher out of Georgia Tech. Then at number 76, they took a safety slash linebacker slash special teamer slash cornerback, a guy who's actually played some cornerback, Marte Marpu a guy who has done a little bit of everything at Sacramento State. He started his college career relatively quietly, at least statistically, but really came out over the last two seasons. 141 tackles, 13 for losses, 20 passes defensed, and six interceptions. This is a guy who I think really will have to start on special teams, make his mark there, and then is maybe a third down option, maybe a third down linebacker, a guy who can run with some wide receivers and some tight ends and some running backs in the passing game. I'm going to be interested to see the overall evolution of his career in New England. But he really, for me, and I dropped this line earlier this evening, he reminded me a little bit of Camus Grugier-Hill, the kind of do-everything special teams linebacker that the Patriots drafted a few years ago who ended up playing for Philadelphia. I think he's with Houston now. Kind of an undersized guy, fast linebacker, can do a little bit of everything. He goes number 76 to the Patriots. I'm also intrigued by White, a guy who started his career at Old Dominion before transferring to Georgia Tech. He really, he caught 11 passes for 124 yards in his freshman year at Old Dominion before moving on to Georgia Tech. He had uh, seven and a half sacks last season for the Yellow Jackets. And one of the things that really stands out here 
at least in the context of this conversation, when you talk about white, is that the draft is often, and Field Yates reminded us of this a couple of weeks ago, the draft is often about building for the future and not just addressing immediate needs. Now, Josh Uche is going into a contract year, and I wonder, there is a little bit of positional redundancy there, not a whole lot, but I wonder if Keon White can be considered Josh Uche insurance, maybe. But regardless, he strikes me as the kind of guy who really should come in and and have a at least a limited impact in 2023 for this team. Team's got a pretty good pass rush between Uche and Josh or between Uche and Matthew Judon. It's a good group of pass rushers. You add White to the mix there. You're able to get a guy like Barmore, maybe along the interior, who can create a little bit of pressure, be, be a disruptive presence. I think you have a pretty good pass rush, or at least you have the makings of a pretty good pass rush for 2023. One other thing about White is I, I thought it was interesting. At 24 years old, he's one of the oldest draft choices in franchise history. He used the extra year of eligibility granted to college athletes in 2020 because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, we saw the same thing with Mapu. So we're seeing more and more guys, at least the middle round guys, who spent an extra year in college because of the pandemic come out. And you're going to see more and more guys, I think, who are a little bit older, who are a little bit further along in their maybe their development. Guys who are 22, 23, 24 years old as opposed to 20 and 21. The other thing, too, is you know we mentioned White's versatility. We mentioned... Uh, Mapu's versatility. That's really the the common thread that runs through those guys. We we saw it a little bit with Gonzalez in day one, the cornerback who played in the slot and played on the boundary. But I think the common thread here, at least among the day two guys, is there's a little bit of versatility. Oh, the other thing too, really quickly, before I forget about Mapu, before we move on to kind of more of a league-wide thing, he suffered a torn pectoral muscle during the pre-draft training in February. He had his muscle ripped off his bone during a bench press session. Uh, but he has assured teams that he will be good to go for training camp. He did have surgery, but it, that's something that certainly bears watching, at least moving forward. I wonder if he's going to be a full go for OTAs, a full go for minicamp, that kind of thing. So we might not get a true assessment of where he is as a player because he may be going 50% or maybe in the red jersey. So we'll have to see with him moving forward. But again, New England ultimately doesn't take an offensive player. Now, you can look at it a few different ways. Maybe the board didn't fall to guys who they thought they had a shot at or guys that they liked. I'm still surprised that they didn't take a shot at Darnell Washington, who ended up falling all the way to 93 going to the Steelers. I think if he's healthy, there's some knee issues there, but I think if he's healthy, he's going to be a real good addition to that Pittsburgh offense. Another one of the losers of the night. I, I put Darnell Washington, it may be a little harsh, but I put Darnell Washington because he did fall so far among the losers of day two of the draft. Another one of my losers here is Roger Goodell. No one is more adept, really. And I put this on Twitter. No one is better at finding human shields than the commissioner. Look, he gets the Boo Birds every single year, wherever he goes, really, wherever he shows up. Friday night, Thursday night, the Kansas City crowd jeered him at really at every turn as you know they've done consistently over the last few years. Every crowd has done that. But Goodell consistently manages to kind of flip the script. He brings out this parade of military heroes, these adorable children, the celebrities and fans who are pretty much guaranteed to draw cheers. So it's a master stroke when it comes to PR, but it's also 
quite frankly, a little bit of shit. You know, it's a little, it's a little shameless. The winners on Friday night, Will Levis. I'm going to give him his flowers, as they say. My old uh, podcast partner, LeGarrette Blunt, would say, going to give him his flowers. This is a guy who fell all the way out of the first round, was there in the green room, probably didn't need to be in the green room, but was there in the green room. And it was a little bit embarrassing for him, understandably. But he goes number 33 overall to the Titans, who traded up to get him. Now, if Ryan Tannehill ends up sticking around Tennessee, he is entering the final year of his contract. You're going to have a really interesting quarterback controversy there. Tannehill, Will Levis, and Malik Willis. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on moving forward. I loved what Jason McCourty did. And we talked about kind of firing up the crowd. We I went back and forth with a couple of people on this on social media Friday night. He just kind of gets it. And it's fun to see how good he's become at broadcasting, but he came out and he kind of cut a WWE style promo. He was going full heel in front of the Kansas city crowd, reminding them how the 2018 AFC title game turned out. I I love that. You know, you saw that when the draft was in Philadelphia, I think with drew Pierce and, and Pearson came out this time around too, and kind of tried to pull the same act. We saw it from Pat McAfee a long, long time ago, but it was good to see Jason McCourty get out there and have a little fun at the crowd's expense. I also, honestly, I liked what the Raiders did. They kind of botched the first round in my eyes. It wasn't a great pick, but they really nailed day two with a pickup of Michael Mayer, who should serve as a more than worthwhile replacement for Darren Waller. It was an excellent move on the part of the Raiders, who got a guy who, if he's healthy, should be a very consistent and very dependable tight end for them for an awful long time to come. Now, I love the Keon White drama. And he addressed this at the very end of his conference call with the Patriots. When they cut to him initially, he was absolutely deadpan. And he looked for all the world like a guy who had just gotten the news that his dog had died. But it turns out he said this and he explained it later. He's just not a very emotional guy. He's not, I think the phrase was, he's not very explosive with excitement that he used. So I give him a pass for that. You also have to go back and look at the entirety of the video. I think ESPN showed it. And he had a few tears before the other camera cut to him. So you look at it in context, it doesn't appear to be as odd as we thought initially. So, But it, it did make for some very funny lines on social media afterward, after the whole thing came out. Okay, so where are we now going into day three of the draft? Things start relatively early, Saturday afternoon. The Patriots have one, two, three, four picks in the fourth round. They pick at 107, 117, 120, and 135. They have nothing in the fifth round right now because Bill Belichick hates those fifth round picks. That's a long story, maybe a podcast for another day. But they have four more picks in the sixth round. 184, 187, 192, and 210. And they have one pick in the seventh round at 245. I think they're still going to make two deals. The start of the draft, I said they're going to make three trades over the course of the draft. So I think there's still two more deals coming. I think they find a quarterback in there, either in the sixth or the seventh round, just because Bill Belichick loves drafting quarterbacks. He has three on the roster now in McSorley, Bailey Zappi, and Mac Jones. I think they have to go after some talent on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, this means they're going to go all defense, but you know that's neither here nor there. But I think that they have to find more tackle help. I think it would help if they found an extra body at wide receiver, maybe another running back to give a little depth to that room. 
So that's where we are. If you're the Patriots in in one more thing, I want to note here before we finish up, Bill was asked in his zoom session, once things wrapped up on day two, and he talked about the picks and he said all the right things about the three guys that they took. But something that was interesting is he he addressed the rumor that he had quote unquote shopped Mac Jones in trade talks this off season and some of the lukewarm public comments he's given about Mac Jones. He, he first said he wasn't going to quote, he first said, quote, I'm not going to get into, I'm not going to respond to the anonymous quotes. And then he was asked directly whether Jones is the Patriots starting quarterback. He said, as of right now. And then this is what he said. Yeah. I mean, look, Mac's been our quarterback for two years. And as I tell the team every year, each player, each coach, we all have to reestablish and prove ourselves every year. That's what this league is. That's for all of us. 2023 is 23. We'll see how 23 goes. And that was pretty much in line what, with what Bill O'Brien said earlier in the day when it came to offering his take on Mac Jones versus Bailey Zappi and the quarterback competition that could result from that. He said, everything we do here is always based on competition. Belichick also added that he still feels the same way about Mac Jones as he did last summer. That's when he raved during training camp in August about his dramatic improvement and his tremendous strides. He was asked about that. He said, absolutely. So... That's where that soap opera stands. And and that's pretty much in line with what I've been telling you guys over the course. And our guests have been telling you guys over the course of the last couple of weeks. So that's where we sit as of Saturday, April 29th. We're going into day three of the NFL draft here on the Patriots Report. Want to thank you guys for listening. Want to take this opportunity to remind you that this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Online, betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get all the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.